You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Glad to see everyone here. My name is Erica and I'm guest modding today for James and the rest of the modern debate, modern day debate rather, uh, crew. So is atheism reasonable or is it not? That's the discussion we're having. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give everyone, our debaters, uh, a chance to kind of let everyone know what they're about, shill for their channels if they have it. And we're going to jump right into some openers because that's the general format of today. 10-minute openers for each team, followed by 50, 60 minutes of open discussion, and then 10-minute closers for each team, followed by Q&A. So if you have any questions for our debaters, shoot them into the comments. And uh, at Gutsick Gibbon, that's me. I'm going to be collecting them uh, and compiling them so that we can, can get the debaters hot takes on all of the uh, all of the questions that you have for them. Um, so what, since we're going with the affirmative giving their openers first, we'll let our affirmative debaters go ahead and introduce themselves. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and switch over to uh, Praise and John, and then we'll get into the opener. So by all means, Amy, Brenda, let us know what you're about. All right. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Amy Newman. I am an agnostic atheist anti-theist, which is a whole mouthful. And I like doing a whole bunch of, I would say, skeptic-based comedy out at my channel. And for today, I'm going to start off with my presentation. All right. All right, Brenda, your turn. Hit us up. Oh, uh, I'm Brenda Van Assen. Um yeah, and I'm here to debate the the positive atheism. Uh, I believe that there's no good reason to believe in God, so I positively believe that that um, atheism is true. Um, I have a uh, a separate website from my usual one called Brenda Debates. The link should be in the description. Um, it's just random. It's not serious. It's just random talks. Me talking to other people on the intertubes. There you go. Sweet. Okay. Praise John, whichever one you guys wants to open up first um, for introductions, by all means. I'm uh, John Maddox. My channel is Logical, Plausible, Probable. Uh, most of you here on MDD probably recognize me at this point. I've done quite a few debates here, including with our lovely uh, moderator host tonight, uh, the one and only Eric, also known as Gutsy Gibbon. 
uh, looking forward to this uh, debate tonight, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good conversation and be able to actually have good dialogue on which is the more uh, rational, reasonable, logical, plausible, and probable conclusion for our existence. Yeah, there you go. Yes, John and I have had a couple of conversations. We 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 get on all right, right, John? But most of the time. Yeah, yeah, things get spicy, but that's how debates go. So, all right, praise, hit us up. Sweet. All right, we got all the openers checked off. So we're going to go ahead and let the affirmative team, whichever wants, uh, whichever individual would like to go first, uh, Amy or Brenda, and uh, and jump right in because I'm 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 raring and ready to get to to the discussion. I love hearing the the openers, but everyone also enjoys a good open discussion. So whoever wants to launch things off, I've got the timer all ready to go here. Um, I'll let you know when you're at about four minutes since you get you get 10 minutes for each team so just so that you can keep kind of track of your uh of your timing um so let's get started did you want to go first Brenda or do you want me to go first I'm kind of nervous so could you <laughs> it's been a sure. long time and so I'm going to start screen sharing do I have to do it myself or does someone else have to um yeah I'll, I'll push it through for you all right. Great praise is the puppet master on this. <laughs> Always appreciate it. So just tell me when it's up and I'll begin. Yeah, I'll just start the timer on your first sentence once we can see um, your your presentation. That's good. One day it'll show up, right, Praise? Yeah. It's like... Hey, Praise, people in chat are saying that your sound wasn't coming through. Oh, really? I think... Uh -oh. I think that's rectified now. I was on mute. I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, they and all of us. Um, so yeah, uh, Amy, you need to go to the bottom and hit share screen, and then um, connect that to your presentation. Sure. Give me one second. All right. Yeah, it should pop by. The screen sharing is always the awkward part, right? It's There's always that. Everyone's always raring and ready to go. We get all hyped, and then you got to wait for the screen to share. Okay. Can you see the PowerPoint now? Yes. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Is Athe Atheism Reasonable? A Case for Atheism in the Affirmative. So what is positive atheism? A term used to contrast ourselves with purely negative atheism or the notion that there are no good reasons to believe in a god, and thus we should not believe in them. The positive, affirmative, or strong atheist also believes this is the case, but that there are a multitude of other factors that would negate a theistic claim altogether. Does this mean I can prove to a hundred percent certainty that no gods exist or will exist? Well, no, but I don't think we can do that with any claim. Instead, it means we can disprove many of the common and traditional deities. 
Tonight, we're going to be focusing on the big monotheistic religions, but the problems I bring up would apply to a polytheist as well. So let's start with some terms. Currently, all that we know about is the natural world. Any concept of a supernatural is incoherent and not within a true dichotomy, which would be supernatural and non-supernatural. If something outside the natural world were discovered, it would either be non-natural or our view of the natural world would expand. If this being is natural, we should be able to test for them in the real world. So why is this God hiding from us? The one thing strong and weak atheists agree on is that these gods seem to be hide-and-seek world champions. The specific theist will tell us that this deity did reveal themselves. However, they never seem to do so under scientific means, instead relying on poor witness testimony from thousands of years ago to convince us. Which is why there seems to be a heavy correlation with miracles not occurring the longer we get away from a time which such events were claimed to have happened. Also, why does this God's powers appear puny? Some theists claim their God is unable to lie, making him weaker than a Labrador retriever. They claim he's all-powerful, but this God seems unable to show up in the physical realm. Thus, this deity is about as real as someone who's never kissed a girl telling you their girlfriend lives in Canada, but you can never meet them. Is this God alive? The most common definition of a being alive is having a metabolism and replicating. If this, if this deity doesn't have replicating cells, it's not alive. So did life come from this non-alive being? Also, let's talk about the word being. What would make a thing a being? Does it make choices like other agents? Does it have methods of communication like other agents? Does it have a means of reproduction? Some claim this god is a male. Do they have male genitals? Do they have a male chromosome? If they lack sexual organs altogether, how did they mate like the event with Yahweh and Mary? Is this god conscious? The only conscience agents that we're aware of is the branch that houses animals. Dealing with a brain spinal cord, and a complex system of emotions. Most of life is not conscious, and all current evidence suggests this takes a physical medium to happen. So if this God is spaceless, timeless, not alive, and not conscious, I have a very specific word for them. Non-existent. It's about four minutes, just to let you know. Okay. But what about theism on the cultural and societal level? Well, why should we step away from theistic claims and towards a positive atheism? Well, I have an often used quote I think sums up my point nicely. With or without religion, good people can behave well and bad people can do evil. But for good people to do evil, that takes religion. The 9-11 hijackers thought they were holy and righteous people doing God's work. We can assume that they went to their death thinking they were outstanding human beings. Well, how could this be? 
Would someone die for a lie? Yes, yes, they would. The more correctly, they would die based on the wrong information given. If someone thinks they're about to punish sinners and receive a reward in heaven, it's easy to see how they could be twisted into such horrible concepts. Thus, we can only have one choice. With such little evidence for theism and with mounting evidence in the opposite direction, we should throw off these forms of superstitions just like our forefathers did. Only then are we going to move forward as a scientific, literate populace ready to tackle the problems of today. I believe we, as a species, are ready to do so. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. That was about five minutes and 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's we'll, that'll, we'll set that as our kind of uh, flexible limit for an opener. I'll just, as usual, I'll let everyone know at four. Um, so Brenda, if you'd like to go ahead, by all means, once you start, I'll just hit begin on the timer and we'll get going. Oh, I think you're muted, Brenda. Okay, so um, my position is that um, I, I believe that for instance, there's there's a proposition that P, um, God exists. Um, theism asserts that God exists is true. Atheism asserts that God exists is false. Um, and I assert that I believe that uh, P is false because um, I lack sufficient evidence uh, or conviction for for me for me to justify believing that that P is true. Um, I'm a naturalist, and so I, I believe that uh, naturalism is the best explanation um, for uh, the, the world around us. And I think that our beliefs ought to conform to our best empirical sciences, and that is a naturalistic view of the, of the world. However, uh, naturalism is defeasible, which means that it is subject to revision. So I could always at some time learn that uh, uh, there, there, there's more to the universe than we currently believe. However, it, on learning such a, a new, um, of new uh, physical phenomenon, that would simply be extending naturalism. Um, if God has a nature or if angels and spirits um, and souls have natures, then there is a way in which um, those, those beings, including my soul or somebody else's soul, or the supernatural realm um, relates to itself as well as how it relates to what we consider the material world. And it may be um, causally, it may be, have a causal priority over uh, our material world. However, it would still be uh, simply a uh, an extension of naturalism to into a, a quote-unquote supernatural world, we would simply learn that there are more laws that we uh, were unaware of. So um, if I find myself on, on my death in heaven or in hell, what I will learn is that there is a realm in which uh, there are substances which are not material but immaterial, but nevertheless have natures in which they have um, causal relations with each other. And that would simply be an extension of naturalism. So I would simply learn that there's more to naturalism than I had previously thought. So um, it doesn't seem to me 
that uh, supernatural has a great deal of meaning. It just is just an assertion that there's something we don't know. But once we know it, it becomes subsumed under under the under an expanded um, understanding of what what is natural. Uh, uh, for me, um, every argument for the existence of God has failed, and, and every evidentiary claim and ontological claim has failed. And there's simply no good reason for me to assert that there's any such thing as um, a God or a deity or a supernatural realm. Um, and so I fall back onto my naturalistic um, viewpoint, which is, I think, a default position. So I, I positively assert that there is um, no such thing as a supernatural realm or a deity until such time as I can be shown otherwise. And that's what I call defeasible naturalism. It is subject to revision, but for now I have a high degree of confidence that naturalism and therefore uh, a version of atheism is true. You're about, about, uh, at about four minutes, sorry. That's, I, I'm done. Okay, sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much for your opener. We're going to switch it over to our, our opposing position, the non-affirmative. Uh, John, would you or would Praise like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. You'll go first? All right, sweet. Um, I'll just start on your first sentence. Before you begin really fast, shame on the audience. There are over 200 people watching and not enough likes. Hit the like button. Help James out. We love Modern Day Debate. So all right, go ahead, John. Sorry. Well, tonight as we engage in dialogue, I ask the audience, you know, keep in mind we are here to discuss whether or not the classical definition of atheism is reasonable and rational, specifically that there is no God, period, not just a lack of belief uh, by our opponents. I find it interesting that kind of both of my opponents, but specifically uh, Brenda's in the end of her uh, opening, was talking about how basically every aspect of naturalism would expand to account for every variable, even post-death. Uh, if there was an additional realm of existence, then that would also fall under naturalism and would not be potential evidence for a God. I mean, if at that point, if that's the position you're going to take, I would say there's really no uh, possibility that would ever convince you that perhaps your position is wrong. Uh, but to, get, to expand on this, let's also keep in mind, this is not a debate about a specific God or a variation of any specific religion, which was also something that was pointed out by Amy. No, this is about whether or not it is rational to believe there is no God and there is no external cause required for us to exist. There is nothing but the purely material and there is nothing beyond this state of existence. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our opponents must explain how their worldview, which is utterly dependent on pure deterministic cause and effect, be an explanation for our existence when they have no explanation for what caused all this determinism to spring into being. They must explain how chaos becomes order, how the abstract becomes actualized, how laws become realized, and how the immaterial becomes material. Now, on our side of the equation, these questions are easily answered, you know, not by magic, but by the insertion of intelligent agency uh, that is in existence prior to the formation of our universe. Uh, obviously, in every other aspect of cause and effect, this is the rational conclusion. And proving how this cause exists has absolutely nothing to do with it being irrational to conclude that there was no prior cause needed, nor that there is overwhelming evidence which makes this the or not not evidence which makes this the overwhelming logical and plausible deduction 
you know, we observe uh, this requirement in basically every facet of yeah, our lives on a daily basis. Yet, atheists like our opponents claim it is rational to insist that in this most fundamental of instances, our very existence, existence of our universe, and every facet of life, that somehow this is not needed. Now, our, our opponents in, operate that in spite of this being the most rational conclusion, somehow, in spite of the growing evidence this creator entity is required for our existence, that somehow their materialism of the gaps worldview will somehow explain all of this. Now, as you consider throughout the evening, you know, these different arguments, the debates, the back and forth, the dialogue, ask yourself a simple question. If you were presented with adamant arguments that the computer, the phone, the tablet that you are currently using to watch this debate somehow came into existence without the necessity of the intelligent agent, and that was the claim being presented, would you consider the person making this assertion to be reasonable and rational? If they told you it was just natural for this to have occurred, would you think that they were sane? If they told you anything is possible with enough time, would you ever conclude that somehow this would explain the existence of the technology in question? So ultimately, as we ponder all of these different facets of existence, you have to ask yourself, even with an infinite amount of time and an infinite number of universes to work with, you would probably not conclude all of those pieces could create themselves through undirected process. However, it would be entirely rational to conclude that if there's an intelligent agent that could control this, then yes, they could come together. At about so, four minutes. In, line of all, in light of all of that, why is it remotely rational to conclude that you, something infinitely more advanced than any piece of technology that you have in your house, your car, your hands right now, uh, could possibly come into existence without the requirement of the external intelligent agent, in this context, God, which placed all of this possibility into motion. And I yield to my partner. So thanks, John. Uh, before I get started, I want to voice the fact our opponents decided to take this absurdly foolish topic means they are either martyrs for their fundamentalist atheist cult trolling or prime subjects for a diagnosis of the Dunning-Kruger syndrome. Or some are all the above, mainly because rational people understand that the burden of proof is so outrageous for the negation of God, it requires one to be a God to make that claim. It literally, literally requires a perfect infinitude of knowledge of all things. Even probability judgments are nonsensical because the spectrum of fallibility by atheists can be endless. Of course, our opponents will be forced to concede they have a limited understanding of reality. So necessarily, everything that utters out of their mouth regarding the negation of God becomes a parody at that point. Not only is the negation of God comical, but it logically follows God necessarily exists. Here's the thing. Atheists assume they are somehow arbiters of what constitutes evidence for the existence of a God. But however, much to their chagrin, they negate themselves as being such. 
Why do I say that? For one, the non-God position can be reduced to irrationality and abject absurdity because their worldview operates off of fatalistic, naturalistic processes that are unavoidably inanimate, irrational, and unintelligent. Consequently, that means every thought that passes through their brain is determined by a pre-existent chain of physical causes like an analog signal moving through a stereo. This, of course, introduces a plethora of paradoxes. Number one, atheists have nowhere to appeal for rationality or reason. Number two, without free will or any type of autonomy from a physically deterministic reality, atheists have no ability to deliberate or introspect within oneself, what we call a soul, to come to a rational conclusion like God doesn't exist. What I find ironic is that atheists need God to reject him because otherwise I'd argue there isn't even a you or any personhood in the first place to come to a conclusion. And furthermore, a rational worldview must provide the preconditions of intelligibility. There are conditions that must be accepted as true before you can know anything about reality. The reliability of epistemology is just one example. How do atheists justify they have knowledge of something? How does mere belief move to valid epistemology? Just because atheists believe something is true doesn't make it true. In fact, this is a paradox commonly referred to as non-cognitivism. And if you like not if you link non-cognitivism with hard solipsism, this demonstrates atheism overall, much less classical atheism, negates itself from being a valid or logical premise. For the reasons aforementioned shows why God necessarily exists and why atheism is an obtusely irrational worldview begging for a Dunning-Kruger diagnosis. As Psalms 53.1 reminds us, they are corrupt. They have done abominable iniquity. Not one is good. Who says there, who says there is no God, Elohim? And with that, I concede my time. Okay, thank you so much, Praise and John. I didn't get a chance to tell John you had an excellent opener as well because Praise jumped in before I had the opportunity. Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, you know, from the what the audience always says, my my ego is so massive. I just knew it was fantastic. So you didn't have to tell me. <laughs> John, you let it. I roll think we're pretty cool, John. Yeah, that you guys were were all um, in combined team times under ten minutes, so that was awesome. I'm I'm glad to add that to our our open Sweet. discussion. Always pleased to do so. Um, speaking of which, I well, I guess I should chill for James's like modern day debate being on podcast form. Modern day debate is now in podcast form. You can listen to it on uh, Spotify, Castbox, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Usually, he say they've invaded the podcast world, so. Just imagine that's what I said. Um, let's jump into the open discussion. Do you have a preference on who starts? I'm open-minded. Kind of kicks I have lots of questions. No preference at all. Can you hear me now? Well, I assume since we went first, the the other side would go, but uh, it doesn't matter to me. I'm but open-minded. I don't know what's typical, even. Yeah, if, if anyone has any kind of 
stressing any kind of. Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm happy to kick things off. I mean, the. Please do. Uh, so I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming both of you operate from a strict materialist perspective and that there is no such thing as, uh, abstract immaterialism. Abstract. I believe, I believe in abstractions, but I only know the material world. I'm open to other ideas, but I don't know. So, so is the what abstract something that can be materialized or is it immaterial it's, until yeah, it's it is an abstraction? Actual. So if you have an abstraction, like I want a sandwich, you can imagine the sandwich, but the sandwich doesn't become real until you go in real life and you make the sandwich. Okay. So, but is yeah. the thought therefore immaterial and does not yet exist? The, the thought is material. The thought is an electrical chemical signal running through your brain. So you're saying that the yeah. meaning is actualized through electronics or through electrical meaning signals. is actualized through your muscles you have to actually physically go and like get well, no but it, it has me but it has meaning before you take that action as a concept it does have meaning right so that abstract doesn't exist yet in the physical realm correct it's just an abstract it exists in your brain thoughts thoughts are physical can we extract that from your brain can you show that uh, uh if yeah. you too you could probably put hook me up to an mri scanner and you can probably watch it going whoop whoop no, that just no, shows see, electrical activity. Yes, we can we can get concepts from people's uh, brains. We can even get dreams from people's brains. Uh, you can visualize a dream. Uh, yes, it's been done. Uh, so you're saying that you can play my dream on a screen. It, not on a screen, but uh, they can they can derive through through scanning. They can they can derive the content of your dreams. Yes. They can no. They can derive that a dream was occurring, or they can derive that I was on a trip to Mars to uh, go ahead and like plant my flag. Yeah, the content of the dream. Really? Yes. Where, where's the citation for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, because that, that's uh, yeah. that's like pretty fanciful. Um, you're, you, I just want to make sure you're making the direct assertion that you, without me telling you what my dream was about, just through a scan, you yeah, can derive what the meaning of my dream was yeah, and we what I was how, visualizing in my own mind's eye. Yeah, we know how memories are stored. And we can, no, 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 that has nothing to do with whether or not you know what is what data is stored and can actually extract it and pairing. represent it in a different form. We know how, data, how uh, memories are stored. So you can retroactively go and retrieve the memory of your dream. Uh, and, and can you, okay, so are you, you are saying, you are stating that yeah. A, we understand the syntax in which that memory is stored and that we can reconstitute it into a piece of technology that we have in order to visualize the memory. Yeah. Please tell, where is that? I'd say there's nothing that says we can't do that in, no, in no, no, no. Has it been done? Sure. Has that been different. done? Is yeah. that, this, we have to make a clear <laughs> distinction here because uh, A, that has not been done. And B, uh, that is just showcasing the fantasy land that you're living in. If you think that we have actually been able to reconstruct the visual representation of a memory. Can, when you're done that, I have a question for, uh, for you, John. Or if there is no uh, answer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for y'all to back up your claim. Brenda, did you have a comment on that? I think she's looking stuff so, up. So, Amy, can can you demonstrate in quantum mechanics that reality is fundamentally oh. uh, physical or material? 
I, I don't really demonstrate things in quantum mechanics. I'm not a physicist. So but, why, why are you making the claim then? That? Uh, reality is fundamentally physical material. Because that's all the evidence we have right now. That's what all the evidence points to. We said... could have different evidence. <laughs> so what? Okay, okay. What is that evidence then? What do you mean? What is that evidence? You, you just it's called made a the claim. natural material world, as in if we were to actually, it's a, it's actually in the description. So if we were to find your God, our definition of the natural world would expand to include your God. Supernatural is some BS politically correct term. So, so you're suggesting that if the God in question has to exist external to the universe in order for it to come into existence, external that that is now somehow part universe. of it? If we were to discover the God, it would become part of the natural universe, yes. The supernatural is just a fuzzy no, warm no, no, word no, no, so you no. can hide things in it. No, he can simulate this universe if he wants to, this reality. He yeah, could, it could be a projection of his mind. This is what quantum mechanics has I'm discovered. Speaking actually. of his mind, let's go back to the dreams. Is your deity yeah. dream? Can I go back? Can I can I yeah, back I'd up? Like to stick on dreams. I want to learn about your deity's does, brain. We're does our deity play chess? I mean, so that, those are nonsense. Yes. That's a nonsensical does your deity question. Play chess? Does he? Chess is a real game. I could play chess. Well, Am I stronger than your god? You're anthropomorphizing our god, and it's you're already yes. misrepresenting yes. our Thank our you. position. You've got it right. Anthropomorphizing your god. That is exactly what I'm doing. Because if it's just a natural phenomena, then it's not a being, and we're done. Right. No, so that's begging the, the question, though. You're, you're assuming wow. that there's no ontology that supersedes this ontology. Anything. Give me evidence. I, can I just gave you one, a quantum mechanics. Um, quantum mechanics says what? Quantum mechanics says what about it? It demonstrates that reality is mentally fundamental. No, that's not what that's QM mentally said. Mentally fundamental. I'd like a physicist to make that claim. Sure. We actually not, have observer's effect to demonstrate that. I mean, we have yeah, actual principles true. out there. We've demonstrated through the uh, delay quantum eraser experiment. We have several yeah. experiments that validate that. everything that. is the material? None of that is true. The delay quantum experiment doesn't prove that, that minds influence reality. It doesn't prove that. Uh, yes, again, it does because we no, have the observer's effect. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. So I wanted to I wanted to support my claim about dreams, and, and I posted a link here in the chat here um, to neural decoding of visual imagery during sleep by um, Horikawa uh, in 19 uh, uh, in 2013. Um, there, uh, they say our findings demonstrate that specific visual experiences during sleep is represented by brain activity patterns shared by stimulus perception, providing the means to uncover the subjective contents of dreaming using objective neural measurement. Uh, okay, so um, again, they do not understand the meaning or have the ability to visualize what it is. All they're being able to do is represent where a dream brain activity is occurring. And uh, no, that's false. I'm literally looking at the paper right now. And... <laughs> It is not suggesting they can actually visualize it. Yeah, they were. The researchers were able to predict what images the volunteers had seen with a 60% accurate rate rising to 70% with around 15 specified items, including men. Knowing where a piece of data is being stored has absolutely zero to do with whether or not you can actualize that data. Number one. And number two, as I specified at the beginning of this whole uh, back and forth on this topic, I asked you if there was interaction with the intelligent agent in this context, the humans, in order to be able to determine 
what this data was meant, semantic meaning of, et cetera, et cetera. And you literally just admitted that's exactly what they had to do. So the well, point I was making about the, the meaning of the data requiring the intelligent agent in order to be understood and, and tracked and interpreted, you literally just supported my no, fundamental what point that was being made, which what is you required did. an intelligent agent in order to do this. Yeah, that's irrelevant. So what they do is they simply uh, put people to sleep. They predict, they um, ask them on waking what it is they dreamed about. And then the researchers based on their MRI scans can predict with a 60 to 70% accuracy what it was that they actually dreamed based on the MRI readings. Okay, did, did what I just say not compute to you? Yeah, it didn't. It was irrelevant. No, your inability to comprehend the point that's being made or the denial of it, which is indicative of the irrationality well, and unreasonableness fine. of the atheist um, is, being, is being put on full display here because you're okay. apparently not comprehending well, the entire point that's being made, explain which is that. how would, would they have known what was possibly going on in that dream state versus awake state if the human with the intelligence was not able to tell them what the first one was? Well, the way that you validate yes or no, yes or no, you validate your experiment. Does it require the intelligent agent to exist prior to yes or I'm no? Talking. I'm talking. Uh, the way you validate the experiment is you ask the subjects what was your dream about, and then you and that and they looked at the data, and that confirms it's an independent confirmation of, of them reading the data. So that's how you do that. So again. That. Was an intelligent agent required both for the implementation of the experiment and for the interpretation yes. of the it, data? Intelligent agents are required for experiments. Yes, you made a brilliant point. For Very the interpretation good. of the immaterial data. Yes, or Hold no? on. Yeah, this is a misrepresentation of these are arbitrary thoughts. Maos put a paper out showing that there's a there's a distinction between arbitrary and deliberative thoughts. So you're attributing these to arbitrary thoughts. So what? So what? We still have the deliberative thoughts. The point is that they can use scans to, to read off what somebody dreamed during the evening. What is required for that to occur? Can yes, I ask you need scientists? Do? You need scientists to do experiments. Congratulations. Are there, in, in, every, in every aspect of that experiment, are there, is there abstracts that have had to be actualized? Yes or no? Abstracts that have to be That's abstracts. just gibberish. There are abstracts no, that were too. So it's kind of a 50-50. Gibberish. Were there ideas that did not yet exist? The sandwiches that had not yet been made. This is just gibberish. No. Well, if you're too stupid to comprehend this, then either you're in full-scale denial. I know you're not stupid, so you're obviously just turning off the rational portion of I've your brain. The actualized so, per the earlier point, which was the sandwich has not yet been made. It's just an idea in your mind, but has not yet come into existence. The same logic applies to the creation of the technology and the thought and the concept of how they might be able to interpret the uh, or posit what was being dreamed about. But if like they you can have, be you have, actualized, have all, you have to have all this stuff that has not yet occurred yet. And they can't. It has not yet occurred. And then they create it. They create something that does not yet exist. Like, are you not comprehending that's, the that's fact that we have immaterial becoming material? That's just not the experiment at all. You're not understanding the experiment. What you do is you put people to sleep. They go to sleep. They dream about something. Uh, you record that with the MRI. You you and then you can predict what they dream. And the way you validate that prediction is by asking the subject, what did you dream about? 
Okay, the paper that you're referring to literally had a preset of data from scans of people awake when they were talking to people about different things and being able to record where memories of different concepts were being stored in the brain and different brainwave patterns. Then they were doing the exact same thing. They were scanning them while asleep and then doing a comparison of those brainwaves to see if a memory pattern that matched from something that they already knew about. Yes, that's how neural that's how neural correlates of consciousness work. Oh, I I understand that. My your my point is that you literally are not comprehending that a they are not being able to actually visualize this image number 1 and the meaning of it. And number 2, they would have absolutely zero clue what it meant. Okay, if there were two people who were uh, had they were quadriplegic and had no ability to communicate, you could scan their brains all day long, awake and asleep, and you'd have no idea what they were dreaming about. So, on that, is your God awake or sleeping? Is he always awake, always sleeping, or is he awake and sometimes sleeping? Does your God, like us, like other agents, being sleep? Because we only know. That God, God is not a man less, less he lies. So no, he is not and a man. And less sentient unless being each question we ask. So he's not, he doesn't sleep. So already he doesn't do something that all sentient beings do. Now see where, where, we, where we're going with this is you're trying to get us to uh, give you a acceptable, to you an acceptable definite uh, evidence for our God. What we're talking about is the evidence for the requirements for one to exist in order for us to exist yeah. and be having this conversation. Yeah. The, the affirmative is on you to prove that the arguments, i.e. are that things such as the uh, abstracts that in every other context require an intelligent agent in order to be yeah, executed. There are fundamental requirements for our existence. Intelligent right. agent. And why are they prescriptive as well? Why are these uh, abstracts or concepts prescriptive in many cases? They're descriptive. Huh. We're describing Well, things. they're descriptive and, of something does your God? You just said an agent does these things. Does your agent God make abstractions? No, they're reflections of of his God character, of his being, of, of his nature. They're, re they're reflective. But not reflections he doesn't need to create them. Not reflections of our nature. We like we have to have these special rules where we have to like have abstractions in our brain, but he gets to like be them. He just can't lie because he's true. Okay, so I mean, we're we're talking I'm about whether or not God exists. As I specified in oh, my opening statement, we were not going to go down the rabbit hole of specific religions and specific gods. We're talking oh, about sure. the requirement oh, of a, a external second. agent required for classical our theism. classical theism. A being. And you're defending classical atheism. That is yes. the entire purpose Damn. of this. There's no gods that we can see. No there gods. No, 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 no. Now are. you have to defend the fact that in every other context, the things that we're discussing right now, just like the interpretation of the brain scans that Brenda brought up, require intelligent agents. If abstractions cannot so be true and the true, then it's negated. You're it's saying a, it has to be true, but you can have abstractions that don't become true ever, right? Em empiricism is an invalid argument anyway. Just because we don't see him doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. That means that he would be subject. He, he would be subject to our senses. No, we have a God that he's transcendent to sensual sensuality. Like a weak um, God. God is transcendent to sensuality. Yeah. So your senses. Yeah. What does Hearing, that mean? Taste. So 
he's not subject to sight. He's not subject to human taste. He's not subject to human no. uh, hearing. So God can't see, taste, hear, or smell. No, he's not subject to those things. Well, what does that mean? That. What does that mean then? Does well, he I don't like, understand what that means. Pie. He's like, I love chocolate. It means pie. that he he's to? not subject to well, this uh, space, time, and material. He transcends that. Yeah, explain to me what subject to in this in the sentence you're using means because I'm if not. He, okay, it. so what I'm saying is if he could be detected through our senses, then he would not be God in the first place. Sounds pretty weak right. to me. If, it's actually than the opposite. It actually shows that so, he is okay. ontologically maximal, an ontologically maximal wow. being. That, that's that's, that's just uh, ontology is, is, is not a predicate. So the point is, praise, is that if God cannot, if it cannot be under, if any God, any conception of a God cannot be under any means in principle, um, detected, observed, or described, then that God cannot be said to exist. And wrong, because you have to justify, you have a foundation for your senses in the first place. It's circular, it's begging the question. A, uh, I do have a foundation for my senses. What is your senses? What? What? So is your, does your senses validate your senses? Can you demonstrate that? What does it mean for my senses to validate my senses? Answers. What does it's that circular. Mean? It's begging the question. You need something no, no, objective to appeal to, to I validate your senses. I didn't claim that my senses validate my senses. Well, that's you what I was. I was grounded in biology. I was asking you to demonstrate that. I haven't heard anything yet. Well, they're they're generally reliable. Based actually, on what? Sometimes where they're reliable. We actually use science because oh, our, our senses are wrong sometimes. Here we go with the religion of science. I was going to keep this just, more on the philosophical round, but if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, we can. I mean, we can. Are you sure you want to go down this rabbit hole again, Amy? I do. I just like that you're using the word religion negatively. So we're already off to a good start. No, I'm saying that you're using the science as your religion. That's not a negative. I disagree. What do you, what's your definition of a religion? That's not – anyway. Do you believe that science explains everything, yes or no? No, I think science explains everything. Do you think everything. that science at some point could explain everything? I think that science is the best methodology we have for uncovering truths about the universe. Well, what okay, justifies so the scientific method? What justifies the scientific okay. method? It gets peer-reviewed by sources, by disagreeing people, by sources that either conflict, like people completely disagree. Like Einstein, he tried to disprove quantum mechanics. So he spent all this time doing experiments and ultimately proving quantum mechanics because he didn't believe in it. So you're saying That's proofs exist in science now? Isn't that being not dogmatic? Perhaps is a math, math term, but we can make in, empirical discoveries. Um, um, so we don't we don't use the scientific method to validate the scientific method. That doesn't work. That's a category error. So what justifies the scientific method? Uh, that works. Can I ask? Do you believe in the scientific method? Um, yeah, I've seen the Christians actually invented that. It's a Christian methodology, and it's it's, it's undergirded by God. That. You need well, God as an epistemology to even justify what's well, true and false. Doesn't that undermine empiricism? If it needs a God, then that undermines what the empiricism is trying to do. No, because you need intelligibility to even justify your empiricism. I'm going right. to let John jump in here. I don't want to over-talk him.
No, if I mean, I mean, are you? Yeah. What fascinates me about the atheist unreasonableness is they don't actually have an explanation for how the interpretation, the ability to interpret and have these kinds of conversations actually came into existence. And they claim that the uh, the term supernatural somehow is this completely esoteric, uh, magical, mystical uh, premise when you could argue that things that humans do in chemistry or many other facets of science and technology that are not natural, spontaneous actions, uh, you could claim that those are supernatural. So you think chemistry is not natural? Did you listen to a word I just said? Like what? What's an example? You just said that chemistry is not natural. No, I said that, okay, in chemistry, there's the term natural, right? So it's a spontaneous action that can happen without external yeah, causation actions yeah. being required in order for something yeah. to occur. That's different. That's different. No, than the intention no, than no. It's, re- it's, the requir- it's examples of the requirement of intelligent agency being in place in order to. What you're talking about is no. a natural reaction as opposed to one in the laboratory. One that is the result of direction from a non-naturally occurring process as a result of direction by an yes. intelligent agent, yes. which is the entire point. Congratulations, you've discovered that there are chemical laboratories. Congratulations. No, I'm proving a point which apparently is beyond your unreasonable mind, which is that there are many, many things that cannot occur without the action of an intelligent agent. And since at the fundamental level, thousands of these are directly required for life to exist, you are having to suspend this known information from the equation in the relation to your very existence, then claiming that it is extraordinarily reasonable to completely dismiss even the consideration of that intelligent agent being required for those actions to occur in order for you to exist. So Amy is chomping at the bit. (laughs) Can I ask what do you define as intelligence? Is this intelligence? Is it it makes choices? Does it have different opinions and views? What makes this thing not just a natural My phenomenon? counterpoint question would be, do you not have enough IQ points to understand that concept? I do. Uh-huh. And everything okay, about Why that? do you no, ask no, no, no. dumb questions like, what's an intelligence? I mean, in this context, but we can agree God's not okay, intelligence. So if we're talking it doesn't about, make choices. Okay, in the context it has of no God. will. Hey, it has hey, no Amy, opinions. Amy, Amy. So the real, let's try so and use our brain for one second here, which is yes. if we're talking about an agent, the existence, yes or no. Hang on. Eric, let me finish the point, please. Hey, hey, hey. No, I like it. He's getting closer to my point so he should say it well yeah we'll let we'll let john finish this point and then amy will get a moment to respond and then john can respond to that is that all right with everyone yeah we're talking about god um which you're dismissing is the agent that could create space time life laws all these things and then you're then you're going to question like what does intelligence mean Yes. about the entity that would be able to conduct those actions. Like my point is, if you're actually asking that question, then why are we even having this debate? Because it clearly you are either mentally challenged Thank you. or oh, have suspended rational mom. thought 
in Ad context of the not, debate. It's not sentient. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't think. It doesn't have choices. But somehow it's intelligent. That's how presuppositions, though. That's your presupposition of how things what should makes work. It intelligent. What makes it intelligent in any aspect? Any aspect. A single aspect. A single one. Single one. Anything that's similar to us. Uh, it loves. It loves. Oh, yeah, please. God. God expresses it, His love. He's proven His love. Calgary would be the number number one uh, example of that. And the Fifi. Hey, praise, praise. I have a question. Does God have thoughts? Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. What is a thought? I want to go back to that love point. Right Intro. Later. Um. He can um deliberate within himself. So deliberation would be a, a succession of mental states, right? Sure. Right. So God exists in time? Um, not necessarily, no. How do you have a succession of mental states without time? Well, time can be part yeah, of his brain. nature. Uh, it doesn't, he's, he's not subject to time. So time is a subjective. Yeah. So how can he have thoughts, which are a succession, which is what time is? How can God have thoughts? Okay, so yeah, let's let's think about let's think about the uh, the very narrow-minded, small-mindedness of that question. So, can your brain just but you want to put a comparison to us? Okay, fine, intelligence. Um, so, can you have a thought and simultaneous other mental actions which are controlling your body? Yes, it's controlling our heart can you, rate. Can and you walk and talk at the same time? Yes. Okay, then obviously more than one uh, process could be going on at the same time. So well, I'm not no, really sure how this is in, in context of what is intelligence, thought? what is thought. You can have they're more not, than one thing going on simultaneously, even if you are subject to time. No, so if you are not subject to time, the premise of being able to execute this um, is not some kind of like pie in the sky premise. There's no okay. such thing as simultaneity. Well, and you go real fast, and then I know Brenda wanted to say something too, and then I heard Praise earlier want to say something, and then back yeah. to John. That's well, right. I just really want to ask, what really is your definition of love, though? You just said this agent loves us. And that that means what? Um, I would say um, care uh, and what do you call it? Uh, someone who cares for someone else. Affection. So it, I'll say affection. So it does have like thoughts. It is like saying like, oh, God, I love Amy and I wish Amy would love me back. Um, he doesn't need you to love him back, though. He's self-sufficient within himself. Well, a wish. Wish would be not a need goal uh, yeah like yeah he he would prescribe that yeah right so god has thoughts but he doesn't exist in time so how can he have thoughts if, well, if a that's thought is a succession of mental states within time well that's assuming that time is linear so god could be multi-dimensional yeah. at the same time so I, I think you have a sophomoric viewpoint of time uh, very limited. No, no, I don't actually. Time is simply one dimension, right? It is one dimension. Um, no, there's actually. In, hang on, we, hang on, praise. Um, you claim that simultaneity is not possible. What is quantum coherence? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so what is happening in photosynthesis with the transfer of energy through quantum coherence? So there's no loss of energy. Oh wait, it's uh, every possible. It's every possible path being taken at the exact same time like this uh, i is, don't know that okay well google it and then come back and talk to us about, about what is simultaneity and what is possible is um and 
if you don't even have an understanding of this, but you're earlier throughout this entire debate so far, both of you all have been dismissing the positions that are being put forth by praise on quantum mechanics and me and other aspects, but you don't even know what we're talking about. And yet you claim that you're the reasonable ones in something as big as questions about our very existence and the requirements for it. Well, well, John, when I say that there's no such thing as simultaneity, I'm talking about uh, special relativity and the fact that there are no special uh, simultaneous events. I'm not talking about quantum mechanics. You, you just completely misconstrued what I said. Uh, well, know? no, since there's questions about the uh, the whole point of consciousness being <laughs> the executor of uh, wave function collapse and all sorts of other things are exactly in line with that. They're not separate uh, from, they're directly related to. to. Is wave the entire point that's being made. Wave function collapse has nothing to do with simultaneity. <laughs> right? So the so the question was, can can your brain do two different things at once? And I said there's no such thing as simultaneous actions. There are not. Okay, and I just proved it. You I know, just told you that there, there were not. things. And if there okay, yeah. are there are there questions about the functions in our brain being uh our brain basically having the actions of a quantum computer. Well, I don't know how the brain works. Nobody does. I don't think it's a quantum computer. Well, there's dramatic. Okay. So you, do, you, do you think that there's enzymes in your body right now that control quantum coherence and quantum tunneling in order for you to exist? Uh, no, enzymes are far too large to have any effect on, on quantum. Really? Power. You don't think that there, that quantum tunneling is a fundamental component for your very existence? Uh, I have no idea what, what you're talking about. Okay, well then apparently you so need to do some chemistry enzymes, research because for both for respiration as an example, there is quantum tunneling that's being controlled by enzymes. This is a known that fact. Might be, that might so, be. So, fine. In the that's irrelevant. Quantum, so in the context of quantum control and quantum tunneling and simultaneity, photosynthesis, it is a known, proven beyond all doubt that this is a fact. In respiration, well, this is a known, proven beyond all doubt fact. So yeah. the point that I'm making in context of if simultaneity and other aspects of quantum coherence is being proven, shown, and expanded upon in biological systems, and there's dramatic questions about this in relation, directly in relation to our brain, then if that is the case, and simultaneity can occur and has been shown to occur in things like photosynthesis, if our brain is operating on the same path, why would it not also be extraordinarily reasonable mm. to conclude that simultaneity can be mm. occurring? Well, one, my brain is not doing photosynthesis. <laughs> no, your brain's doing things that are way more complicated than that. Well, I wouldn't say it's, way more complicated. Yeah, it's not a would, parallel. And I would also it's like to add computer. that the brain it's is plastic, too, that even our own thoughts can change the infrastructure of our brain. So I think that, that we've demonstrates... gotten off track. I think we've gotten off topic. To be well, that demonstrates so, it's conscious, fundament, fundamentally conscious. So, so are you are y'all suggesting that quantum computers could come into existence without intelligent agents? I don't we think are not quantum computers. No, no, no. I asked you a direct question yeah. of do you think a quantum computer could come into existence without an intelligent agent? It's a good question. So it's a pretty easy one. Do you think a, a quantum computer and all the technology and the knowledge require the foreknowledge requirement and the understanding of the laws of physics, chemistry, and so forth, could it come into existence if none of that was uh, housed inside the mind of an intelligent agent? I understand. The other thing I want to go to is like we were here, or the universe was here for billions of years before consciousness. So the con the the universe can exist perfectly fine without us. We we're just on top. 
That's an assumption and assertion. I, I, I really yes, like it is. Back. I really it's like because, maybe because you're a young earther, but I don't know. No, 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 I, <laughs> no, no. Actually, actually, I don't care whether it's uh, the universe is fourteen the billion the years old or six thousand. Has zero bearing to whether or not the uh, conscious really, agent was required prior to. Yeah, we have no evidence to think that a conscious agent was required for a universe. So apparently, you haven't listened evidence. to a word we've been saying all night, huh? I so, have not heard any compelling evidence so far. We have axioms that, that God operates through this reality, through uh, mental objects, through the well, laws of logic. Exactly mental, because you, you can't think, right? No, you can they, only have feelings. They exist in think. the mind. The laws of logic are are abstract objects, and they exist in the they're, mind, but they're not reduced the to the brain. Therefore, they're mental. They're, they're, they're there are no laws. Can you no laws. go ahead and pop it back to Brenda real fast, because uh, she wanted to recenter. Absolutely. Right. I, I think we've really gotten off, top, off topic. So, so my, we, I need to really bring it back. So we've, uh, my assertion is that there are no good reasons for me to believe in any kind of transcendent being or beings. Um, I have yet to hear any compelling evidence that would um, uh, warrant my belief that, that such things exist. So I fall onto the default position, which is that those beings do not exist. And that is my positive atheism says that these gods do not exist until they can be shown to exist. It's a defeasible naturalism. Uh, my naturalism is is that I, uh, I assume that um, uh, uh, nat the naturalistic sciences are sufficient to describe reality uh, uh, and our best and our, our metaphysical beliefs should uh, follow our uh, best empirical sciences. And, and that's where I'm at. I have yet to hear an argument for why I ought to change because none of the arguments for the existence of a God or gods uh, are, are sound and valid. Uh, and so I have no reason to change my position. Okay, okay Brenda, they respond? Brenda, Brenda, so question for you. Is there any improbability in which you would say that without an intelligent agent, the probability is zero? Uh, that was like word salad. Uh, okay. <laughs> is there anything from an improbability perspective that unless you have what, an intelligent what? agent to overcome the improbability, then the probability is zero? What is an improbability perspective? Okay. Um, for example, uh, Eugene Kunin, hardcore atheist, origin of life researcher, uh, his own calculations of the improbability of life occurring through undirected process is one in ten to the uh, one in ten to the one thousand eighteenth power. Uh, anything above one in ten to the hundred fifty fifth, I think it is, is considered zero on a universal scale. On the planet Earth, it's one in ten to the fiftieth. Um, so you have something that is exponentially greater than, uh, from an improbability perspective, than zero, the accepted value of zero for something happening by chance in the entire universe. What did Eugene Kunin come to the conclusion of was the way to circumvent this in terms of our existence? Oh, it was, oh, well, there must be a multiverse, therefore everything is possible. So well, it's completely impossible good reasons why in this context, but hey, there must that's, be a multiverse. Therefore, this improbability is actually no, accounted no, for. Number one, that's just an appeal to authority. You're just citing somebody. Uh, they, I have no idea no, if his arguments are correct. No, number no, no. Two, Number two. Okay, hang, hang, no, no, hang on, hang on, Brenda. You're you're obviously missing I, the point. I, I, you're no, obviously missing two, the entire point. Number two, um, it's it's the smart people say just from probability. They don't say improbability. That's what the really smart people say. 
So if you want to pretend to be smart, that's what you would say. Okay, cool. So did you comprehend the point that was being made? No, you just made an appeal to authority. No, I was giving an example of the calculations that have been done directly in relation to the Im the lack of probability in context of our existence without an intelligent agent. And the multiverse. So the, quest so the question is, is in your, in your worldview, is there any level of the lack of probability, probability which would result in you saying, unless there is an external agent or an intelligent agent that can circumvent this, the because the the lack of probability comes from there being no, uh, it, that's all chance. There is no directed process, right? No, no, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. You keep the lack of improbability. I have no, I no clue what the lack of probability the, means. That's just gibberish. Yeah. What, I is, what, what does one in ten to the hundredth power? What is that an example of? That's a very large number. What the one in ten to x power? What does judgments. that mean? It's it's a very low probability. The the yes. Right. So the point that I am making is there any exponent that can be added to the ten that in your worldview would mean that the chance of it happening through an undirected chance, random chance process, it could occur. You're just presupposing that your appeal to authority is true. No, I'm not literally not appealing to authority. I'm literally asking yes, you about you your are. No, you I'm asking you. Me. I'm asking you directly like if there's asking, any number. I'm not putting anybody else's name in this. I'm asking you directly. You are the authority in this question, Brenda. Do you have any any number in which you would say, no, yeah. that could never happen by yeah. chance. Yeah, that's a loaded question. I don't believe your authority that you're appealing to. So you Can don't believe in your own mental process? No, I don't believe so you in think your that you, authority. So are you admitting that you're too stupid to comprehend this? No, I don't think your authority You literally correct. just stated you don't have the cognitive ability to comprehend this. No, is that's not what I said. That would prove to you that a deity did not create the universe. Is there anything that'd be like, aha, this is definitely a naturally created world? No, no, you're trying to dodge the direct question that's being asked, which your partner is dodging no? all over the place. So is there any, next. any number in which you would say the chance of this happening by chance is impossible? I don't accept your authority. <laughs> Praise. Go ahead, buddy. I, I don't know. Even what yeah. we're, I think we're dealing with somebody who's like mentally challenged. <laughs> Um, so I'd like to kind of jump in here with Brenda. She, it's like, who, who are you to like, we're not subject to you. We're not slaves to your convincibility. Just because you're not convinced of something doesn't mean it's justified or you have any justification well, for that. Well, uh, it just seems to be driven off of prejudice and bias and you need to, no, I haven't no, shown, you haven't shown anything I, contrary to that. Well, I just don't accept appeals to authority. That's all. Where, who did he so when did he Kunin. commit when did he, 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 he appealed to somebody named Coons or Kunin or somebody that's like that that's not a fallacy though no he never said because yes, he is. says that yes, that it it's is. true yes, no no that's not how that. that's not how yes, the fallacy works even yes, tom jump even works. tom jump says that that's how the appeal to no it's not that's literally I literally removed Kunin from the equation and placed the onus on your brain on your worldview. I removed Kunin from the equation. I've said this like 10 times. No, now. you didn't. You yes, I did. I have literally correct. stated I am removing authority from the equation. I am asking you the direct question from your worldview, from your mindset, removing Kunin and his calculation from the equation. 
I even used a random freaking number when I was saying, is there anything from a probability or improbability perspective that you would say, hmm, through pure chance, this is impossible? Yeah, I, I, I don't... I don't think that the problem of abiogenesis is solved, but I think it's- You're not answering the question. You're dodging. You're you're trying to leave the the, an escape door open for you for anything to do with naturalism. So so you're you're asking me a question about abiogenesis, correct? I'm literally asking you a math question right now, just to to set a foundation of where we're operating. Are we operating from a rational or an irrational perspective? His his point- Is there reasonable or unreasonable going on in your brain right now? Is there anything that could ever be impossible by chance? Yes or no? Um, No. So everything is possible through chance. If there is a probability of something happening in one to the 10 to the minus 100 power, it's non-zero chance. So it's possible that that event could occur. Okay. If so even, so even if, so if, even if anything above, let me restate it. Let me restate it for you. If there is a non-zero chance of an, of an event happening, right. Then it's possible. Okay. So basically you don't live in a reasonable, rational worldview, given the fact that the mathematicians will literally say, if it's, if you're talking about on earth, Anything greater than one in ten to the fiftieth is zero, and anything above one in ten to the hundred fiftieth in the universe is zero. Then uh, you're saying that it's one not in, zero. One in ten to the fiftieth is not zero. It's, it's an abstract. That not being zero is a pure abstract. There's literally no, not enough actions. Have, literally not enough actions have occurred in order to something above this. Do you have uh, any, no. Yes, yes. It, it's yes, immaterial. It it's immaterial yes, it nature. Does. That's why it's mental. It's John immaterial mental. That's what we're. I want to kind of address. Hold on, real quick. I want to address Amy. She says any direct evidence of God. Yes, the the principle of sufficient reason. There you go. Uh, what? About it? what? Uh, wait, how is that interesting? My point. I, I was going to ask: Is this being only feelings and not thoughts? Is it just purely feelings? And does it have an organ to process? That's a logical argument. Principle of sufficient reason. Everything principle must have a reason or cause or grounds for its existence. Are you familiar and God with does not? Are you so, f- well? No. Yeah, it, so, if you if, <laughs> no, it leads to it leads to the ultimacy of reality. God is the ultimate grounds for reality. Or it's an infinite regress. Principle sufficient reason. Look it up. Debunk. We see everything in one spot, and we can't go anything further back. So all that we—that's what the Big Bang is stating. But you then to say no. that it's a God who created it would be you adding on a presupposition and it's not justified. Mm, not really. Like we, the best because inference and explanations like supports our position. So it's just feelings. It's not thoughts. He doesn't have an yes, organ. I just gave like, arguments, logical arguments. So we're all we're all kind of crossing wires just to touch here. Amy, go ahead and finish what you were saying, and then we'll bop it over to you. No, it just seems like God is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of over talking. I feel, right. I'm sorry, I do that too. No, no, no. I just want to make sure everyone in the audience can hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> so it go ahead and like then great. It seems like he's there because theists are afraid of death. Generally speaking, they want something 
to fill in that blank. It's something that created us. And then when we die, it's somewhere for us to go. But it has no reason for a being. This God exists for them, not for it's not like we exist for the being. The being exists for them. And so it doesn't explain anything. It doesn't give any explanatory power. Character. He is wildly contradictory. It's a character of our viewpoint. No. And I mean, you have okay. to ask yourself, I could put the thoughts? ball back. I could put the ball back in your court. Why does the okay. universe even have such a thing as death? The concept does, of death. Yeah, because, why does, first of all, death is a, uh, a living concept. So until things were living, the rock doesn't die. The rock is always exactly. going to be a rock. And so why do humans not stuck. die then? Um, what? We do die. What are you we talking do about? Praise, we do die. Right, but that's my that's my Another point. Thing that, is that this deity isn't praise. a being. We <laughs> sh we should be living. We should be. Death death is the best explanation from the theistic Christian worldview. That see, death, death doesn't well, work. Death is not an explanation. It's a failure Pray. of your body to keep on replicating because we have moving parts. There is actually good evidence to say that some single-celled organisms could live immort immortally. Natural selection like should have done away with that a long time ago. It should have made humans immortal no. somehow. No, that's not true. That's not true. have been here for 4.5 billion years. I think nature has been giving us pretty awesome cards, if I uh, do say so myself. Oh, yeah. Sure, see, you're, you're making these you're making these assumptions about reality, and see, we can put the ball you're in the court the, the same way like we do, you do with us. Okay, do it. Yeah, I just did. There, so, death should be okay. eliminated in your worldview. And I have one less no, presupposition praise. than you do, so I am on better ground. Uh, I have a question mm. for praise. I have a question for praise. So praise. Uh, you mentioned something that you called the ultimacy of reality, and I, I would like to know what that is supposed to mean. I don't understand that. Yes, that is the metaphysically primary grounds of all things, where everything emanates from. It's the is that, is, ultimate is that grounds. God? Yeah. Is that God? Necessarily, yeah. it's God, yeah. Yeah, so that was in the context of asking us why we don't have an ultimacy of reality, right? Sure. Yeah, that's. I think that's yeah. why your yeah. your your worldview is uh, frivolous and it's yeah. uh, decrepit. So that's just begging the question. Then why why don't you have God? Well, because we don't believe in God. That's why. And there's it's not even just that. There's your believing power is irrelevant, though. I think that's it's the problem. It's, it's, it's flawed. Literally begging. It's literally begging the question. Praise. No, we we can we can yes, have arguments is. that demonstrate that God is the metaphysical primary or ultimacy Good. of all things. What is your argument? Cool. Mike? What's your argument? I'd love to hear one. Well, number one, it would be the tag argument, the transcendental argument for the existence of God. That's no, that's one of them we can appeal to. Um, it's we fallacious. It's fallacious. Let's just stick it, with that. Prove it's it. It's fallacious. Just demonstrate it it. It, it. it commits the fallacy of composition. We don't know anything that's transcendental. That's an opinion. You, you need to you need to show that. As is your. Uh, I can say bananas. You know, pink bananas on Mars um, is a composition. Of anything. I mean, you can make anything up you want. You have to demonstrate it. No, now you're understanding. I just did. I just did. I showed that, that the tag fails because it commits the fallacy of composition. That's a claim. Right? But can, can you, you explain yes. that? Unpack yes, do you that. You know what the. Do you know what the fallacy of composition is? Yes, the one of the, okay, you can't say the parts or the whole or the whole is of the parts. Yes, I know what it means. Right, and the whole the whole would be the universe and the parts would be 
causal interactions within the universe. So the tag argues from that has nothing to do with that. No, we're talking about the laws of logic. This is ridiculous. This is mental midgetry. No, you need to see. No, the, the laws of logic are immaterial. They are absolute. Tag. They're tag. um. There they're spaceless, timeless. They are exact. Um, reflections Praise. of the character of God. He's the material. He's eternal. He's absolute. He's spaceless, timeless being. Um, so Praise. we have the Praise. grounds for that. Praise. Praise. There are no laws of logic. Yes, the there. It's, for you to even disclaim it, the contrary. So you can to, to claim the contrary actually means you you affirm them in the in the contrary. So no, that's that's no, illogical no, to that's say not that. True. It's that's irrational to say no that. Laws. There are no laws of logic. That's irrational. That's irrational. That's no, nonsense. It's no, it's not. There are there are there are there are no rules about how logic must be done. According to who? I'd say the laws of logic are just tautologies. They exist, but you know, right. saying it is what it is isn't a deep thought. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it the is. reason I can say yeah. that there are no laws of logic is because there are multiple logics that contradict each other. If they were all true, that would lead to a contradiction. Therefore, they can't all be, you know, there, there is no law of logic. Logic well, is just a language. Logic is a descriptive language invented by humans. And there's no, no rule the, they're not dependent on human existence. They, they, it's timeless. The, these these objects, entities are, are timeless. Does mathematics? Okay, if you want to argue semantics, does mathematics have immaterial absolutes? Uh, mathematics is a language invented by humans. <laughs> it's a language. So prior to people writing down, being able, having the capacity to write down one plus one equals two, did one plus one always equal two? There was never a one plus one equals no, two. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so if, if you're if you're going if you're going to go to that extreme of denial of the fundamentals, um, did the laws of gravity, the law of gravity and laws of physics exist prior to humans being able to write down write them down? Yeah, the law of gravity did not exist before humans. But Wait, gravity, yes. gravity okay, good, existed. Good. Yes. See, what you're so, what so you're, you're so you're saying that there is not a just because we're able to determine what what the law is and what the answer the is, it doesn't mean that it doesn't the mathematical calculation didn't exist prior to. Right. right. You're confusing you're confusing the description with the thing described. If I write an, always, if I come up with an equation that doesn't yet exist. Did that equation and the end result, which is the correct answer, exist prior to me writing down the equation? No. Oh my God, but John! You <laughs> I don't, don't, I don't know. I don't. Okay, at, at this point, uh, how much longer do we have till Q and A? If, if we're going to go down this go, rabbit hole, then we're living so, in we're, we're dealing with people I, I that are so to, unreasonable that this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we are at about fifty minutes, so we can go about ten minutes longer and bop this concept around. I know Amy has something she wants to say. But you don't think that there's like some holy one, like, you know, two, or we'll do one plus one is two. There's not something in the universe going two. It's two. It's that these are concepts. And we understand that when we take one of this and we take one of this. Are you literally a two. child mentally? Because I feel like I'm talking to a two-year-old. I feel like I'm talking with a three-year-old who's just now learning about math. Insult is not a response. Does one plus one equal three, maybe? Did it ever equal three, Daddy? 
feel like I'm talking so, to a child. So, so I in, understand. Uh, you didn't understand the question. That's no, okay. I understood We're the question. Go your head. Was. Go. You want to answer it, Praise? Is there some sort of like transcendental two out there that's like hovering, going two, 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 two? Great or is question. It a concept that we just use. No, it's ontological. Two-ness. What does two-ness mean? So it's, it what goes the, beyond descriptive. Uh, praise, praise! You're using big words that you don't understand. Uh, what is ontology? Ad hominems are not okay. arguments. Well, <laughs> well, John, John feels free, so heard. I'm going to feel free. Uh, praise! What does ontology mean? It's the nature of of something. The, the study or the nature of an entity or a no, subject. Yeah. No, that's not what it means. So, what is the ontology of two? Exactly. What is two-ness? Yes, that was the question. That's something that goes beyond my mind. That's, that goes into something I can't comprehend. Then why were you talking about it then if you don't comprehend I'm it? I'm talking about it because it necessarily transcends descriptiveness or epistemology. Because that's all you guys believe on. It, believe in is merely the, descript, descriptiveness. And no, we have things praise, that transcend that ontology. Praise, that's, just, that's just word salad. That's just gibberish. But you're, just making, you're just making claims again. Like you're just it's it's just begging yes. the question claims again. Yeah. Well, when you say that something literally transcends your ability to understand it, that's literally gibberish. That's what it is. Well, well like we we're, tensions are running high in a funny <laughs> way, um, but we're we're gonna keep it cool and. Uh, I, I don't I don't feel tent, tense yeah, or anything. Yeah, like, we're this is not at my point personal or anything like that. Yeah, I, I just mean fun argument tension, not the bad kind. Um, I, I know how it goes. We, we, yeah, we can certainly continue going back and forth again. So we've got about eight minutes until we're technically at the hour mark for discussion. Um, if, if you guys want to maybe pose like a, 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 a someone wants to pose a final well, question, discuss for those final eight minutes. I, I would like. I would like to defend. I would like to defend uh, mine, and, and I don't know Amy's uh, ideas about abstract objects and, and and laws and things like that. Laws, for instance, like the law of gravity, laws of motion. These are descriptions uh, of uh, of perceived patterns of uh, and regularities that we perceive in nature. Those patterns and regularities exist independent of us, but the laws themselves are simply our invented language that is intended to describe. So when somebody, so when John says something like, does the law of gravity exist before humans? He's making, he's confusing the map for the territory, the description for the thing described. He's reifying an abstract concept. So the concept of, of F equals MA is abstract. It is conceptual. It exists in as a mental state within my brain. However, it, what it describes, what it refers to, what it points to are perceived regularities and patterns that, that we see in nature and that we have labeled and given names to. We have, we have conceptualized about them. And so, so that is why when you, when you create a game, if you created a game and you created rules for said game, do those rules exist prior to somebody playing the game? or only once they play the game? Those rules only exist if um, I have, you know, once I create the game. So if I write down the rules and then somebody agrees, okay, we're gonna play the game of chess this way, right? 
And, and there was a time in chess before uh, the pawns could not capture en passant, right? They, they didn't capture on, in passing. And that I played chess, rule. I understand you. Yeah, that, was a rule. that was a rule that people added to chess, right? So we create... Are we are humans adding any actual fundamental changes to the foundational rules that govern the universe? We're talking about chess, dude. No, we're talking about existence. Talking about reification, that's reifying right there. You're trying to use you're, you're trying to use chess to circumvent my question of do you the laws exist you when you create the game? Do the laws exist when you create the game or only do they don't exist until somebody actually plays the game? The I rules can't. exist when I create them and somebody agrees to to no, play. No, no, somebody has to agree them. or they just have to exist because Somebody wrote down the rules for Monopoly before anybody ever played Monopoly or agreed to play Monopoly or read the piece of paper that had the rules for Monopoly. See, so do those rules exist prior to the first person playing the game or not until they read them see, and played it? So you think you're making a really deep uh, 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 um, claim here, but you're not. There's a difference between physics and Monopoly rules because in... The You're physics missing the entire point. Are what we are what <laughs> made us. We those laws are how biology and chemistry are able to emerge. But monopoly comes the rules actually not only come from an agent, but they can be changed at any time with an agent. And we have evidence that the agents can change them. We have no evidence that these that the rule like physics was created by an agent or could be affected. They're by reflective of them, but hold on. I want to respond to Brenda real quick. Can I have a cup of logic or a cup of gravity? You can have, um, uh, well, gravity is, is the bending of space and time, right? So space time is a physical. physical Laws aspect. come from lawgivers. What is the law of no, gravity? What is false. the basis of that? That's false. Laws don't come from lawgivers. Yes, Laws they do. Uniformly, they no. do. Uniformly, no. they do. That's, you have to go against the uniform um, way of reality. That it's, so not only is um, intelligence uniform, but also what I just mentioned there is also uniform. Laws are descriptive, not proscriptive. You're confusing the laws that govern the universe with the laws that we as humans come together and write down, which can be right. changed and are different in other countries and all this stuff. The, the laws of the universe, physics, it's the same. That's no matter so you're in who China cares if it bends space? You're just so, describing what right? it does. I want to know what it is. Yeah. Show me, show me the physicality of it. What's the texture the of gravity? Of what is physics? What What's the texture of gravity? That's all I'm asking. What's the texture gravity, of logic? Gravity is a physical force. That sound like incoherent questions. This is again yes, viciously are. circular. It's begging the question again. It's all you do no. is beg the question. And can I ask before we go onward? I think Brenda has to say something, but then I want to say something. Brenda, you had a thought. Right. Laws, uh, the laws of nature are descriptive. We create, we invent them in order to describe reality. They're descriptive the laws, of something prescriptive. I mean, it's an irrelevant no, point. No, that you're wrong. Uh, the laws of, of, of science are descriptive, not proscriptive. Okay, what's the texture then? What is the, well, how much does it weigh? And uh, what does it taste like? It's got to have a texture. Can I like it? Is it material like the laws of logic? You keep on you keep on spacing this out in your yeah, way you're trying no to laws. rationalize. There are no laws, there are no laws of, of logic. There's no there's no proscriptive 
laws of logic. There they're are prescriptive. No, they're they're not. They're descriptive. Okay, what we're writing down in English or whatever language is descriptive of something that is prescriptive. Like this is extraordinarily basic. Describing. We are describing something that is prescriptive. No, we're not. The laws before. Oh my God. F okay. equals M A. F equals M A is a description. Well, per your argument earlier, lo your logic can be contradicted by other forms of logic. So I'm not sure why you're actually even trying to use logic. this uh, logical argument to defend your position. There is only logic, but I know that's aimed at Brenda. I think, but there's well, only there logic. Are there are multiple forms of, of logical systems. Right, so, so why are you using a logical uh, argument to try and claim I'm, that your argument is correct? Because I'm, I'm using the language as it's appropriate to, so, so I'm using the, the appropriate language. So if I was describing quantum mechan mechanics, I might use quantum logic to describe it because uh, um, the commutative rule doesn't apply in, in quantum. Uh, okay, just... so if uh, we came across a tablet that had the rules for a game, and the only way we were able to read them was to use the Rosetta Stone and to translate them, did those rules exist? Pri were they prescriptive for the game prior to our interpretation of them? That That's just... Literally incoherent. You keep on trying to do it. Quickly <laughs> change. Like you try and use one definition. If and that's incoherent, that's rejection. Is so, yeah. so maybe maybe this is a good spot to go ahead and uh, let's do one last question. Yeah. One last question. Yeah. No, I'm I, done. I, let's I, get let's go to Q and A. This, I, is, <laughs> this is a waste of time. I've had fun, but I just want one last question answered and not answer it. Going along the same lines with consciousness and alive and all of this, is God alive? And if so, what is your definition of a living being? You want to go first, John, or uh, alive per the definition of Amy, which is this whole oh must be have cells and be reproducing is a very small-minded uh, perception of reality and existence. So, do I think that God exists? Yes, I think He is necessarily alive from the mortal coil perspective that we currently engage in. No, however, when you think about what is information and its ability to exist outside of the physical. And that if consciousness is what we're actually talking about and is not completely dependent upon the physical, then absolutely, I believe that God is alive. And I believe that God is in a uh, state that is not subject to the rules of matter. So I'd like to respond by saying we have uh, evidence from uh, physicians and uh, doctors that there's people that have been vegetables in their bed and they've had conscious activity and they've they've shown signs of that so i would say consciousness is the the true definition of of life or living and i would even say that in where god's realm is i would say there's a such a thing as spiritual living as well like you can be spiritually alive your spirit's dead or spiritually alive and i would say only christ could bring that okay I said that was my one question. So all right, hey, well, if if you uh, if either groups feel so inclined, uh, you can add uh, or kind of elaborate on your answer. 
in your closing statement. So I'm thinking, as we said at the beginning, a 10 minute total closing statement for each team. So approximately five-ish minutes per person. Uh, is that copacetic with everyone? Absolutely. Awesome. All right, we'll do the same order we did at the beginning. So we'll start with Amy and then we'll go to Brenda and, uh, and then we'll do uh, John and Praise. And so, yeah. I think we had a good discussion. I doubt like in most arguments that either side has really convinced either, but I believe that I made good arguments as to why a being, a conscious live being like a God, so far as we can tell, has no reason to exist. And I'm open-minded to being proven wrong in the future. Thank you. All right, cool. Hey, that was 30 seconds. Piece of cake. <laughs> All right, Brenda. It'd be approximately the same for me. So I have yet to hear a convincing argument that would dissuade me from, from my what I feel is my, my justified true belief that there is no evidence that is compels, that compels me to uh, believe in a deity or deities or abstract um, entity of any kind. And, and in, in the face of lacking any kind of uh, um, sound or valid argument for why I should, then I default to the to the uh, null position, which is that God's or God does not exist. Thank you. All right, sweet. Forty seconds. All right, John. You feel you guys feel free to uh, take as much of the five minutes of your individual time uh, as you feel necessary. Uh, we'll just add the remaining time to the Q and A. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I would say that uh, the result of this debate has been to exemplify, embody, whatever word you want to use, the complete level of irrationality and unreasonableness that is required to come to the conclusion that there is, not only does God not exist, there is no even remotely evidentiary component that might raise the question of whether it's reasonable that God exists in the minds of these two uh, debaters. And I mean, if you're going to argue there is no such thing as the immaterial, that the abstract thoughts are somehow actually physical, but prior to being physical, that nothing actually exists outside of the strictly material uh, premise, then basically let's just suspend all aspects of what it means to exist. Let's forget about doing anything meaningful because all you are is a bag of chemicals that have no actual uh, value, substance. What you do has no bearing. There is no reason for you to do things beyond that which is purely uh, selfish and beneficial for this very narrow window of time that you exist in the mortal coil. However, if, ladies and gentlemen, it is reasonable that based on the evidence that, hmm, the things that enable us to live in uh, no other context from a technological perspective, from a mental construct perspective, from an information structuring standpoint, and the actualization of an abstract idea to come into existence, in uh, no other context would that be reasonable to have occurred without the actions of an external intelligent agent. Uh, if you're going to conclude that that is not even remotely plausible requirement, then I ask you, how are we having this conversation unless that existed? And 
if you're going to continue to conclude that there is nothing, no matter what the imp the level of improbability uh, that could be considered zero without the actions of an intelligent agent, then you're not operating in the real world of reason, logic, and rationality. And I yield the rest of my time to uh, praise. All right, sweet. That was about two minutes and 18 seconds. So praise, go ahead. So I think we've seen an exhibition of atheism tonight. It's not about uh, intellectual arguments with them. I think they habitually uh, suppress arguments for God. Romans 1 covers this in the Bible. So there it is. We have self -re we have revelation that even atheists do this. Oh, isn't that interesting? Um, but I, I would also say... Um, we extensively, you know, validated the existence of God. I would even say he's necessary because without God, then nothing is intelligible. How could you even, what would you appeal to to even the preconditions for intelligibility? We need, we need intelligence to even have anything intelligible. God is defined as an intelligence by default. So um, I think it was just a lot of uh, shifting the goalposts tonight, what atheists like to do, out of unrighteousness. And I think it's it's a moral issue with them. It's never been about about evidence, you know, that buzzword evidence. Um, uh, there's there's so many. I mean, you could check out John Maddox's channel, and he he goes through a plethora of intelligent design evidences. Um, so I'm just saying uh, we. The, the arguments are out there that demonstrate that Christianity is true. Uh, we have the historical evidence of Jesus. We, we could have went into that. Jesus Christ himself uh, validates the Christian worldview is true. Um, so I'll yield my time after that, and thank you. That was a great discussion tonight. All right. Sweet. We made it through, everyone. That was very enjoyable to listen to. Um, I, I'm I may have to go back through it at some point later because I was busy collecting all the sick super chats and uh, questions that we have for the debaters. Awesome so, job. Awesome job on the moderator. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Indeed. Indeed. Good job, yeah, I Erica. I, I, man, I don't even have to do all that much. I just get to sit here and listen to uh, interesting conversations, and I enjoy every second of it. Um, I'm actually very much looking forward to asking some of these questions. We had some really good Absolutely. ones. Today. Absolutely. Yeah, there are yeah, there, there's some, there are a couple of uh, sick burns for some of our debaters. I think everyone got burned at some point, um, but I know everyone here is tough. Yeah. So, Erica, we'll... Erica, if I don't get burned, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I, memory serves. Everyone got roasted at least once, but I was watching the comments as well. So we'll we'll jump right into it if that's okay with everyone. We've got a lot for individuals and some for uh, group. Uh, so from Mike Pillars for five dollars, Mike says this one's coming at you. Praise. Good thing Amy made the presentation simple, so praise can understand it with a wink. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I've, I'm well aware of these arguments from atheists. I've been dealing with it for years. So, um, I just see, you know, a lot of posturing there, a lot of special pleading and misconceptions. I, I think maybe Amy had a course on Christian theology. Maybe that would help her out immensely. So I, I recommend that, Amy. Thank you. There you go. Okay, so for a Patreon question from Brian Stevens, this is directed at uh, John Maddox. He says, um, is Maddox okay with saying some of the questions he asked are still big mysteries and that we don't know the answer, i.e. I we should continue investigating? That's a rather general question, but uh, I mean, there's things to keep looking into if you want to, but you have to also rec 
at some point you have to come to the conclusion like we do in science all the time that there are certain things that are just not remotely plausible and should no longer be being continued because whatever the specific path of explanation that we're on does not have a reasonable expectation of answering the question. And that was part of the whole aspect of the probability um, because that logic is applied to so many different aspects of science, except in things such as our existence. All right, sweet. Okay, next up is from Germania. And this is kind of general, a general statement directed, I suppose, that everyone, everyone can have a say if they'd like. Uh, person Y says God exists. Person Z says, I don't believe you. Who has the burden of proof? Uh, the theist in that response, but in this debate, we shouldered the burden of proof. So I'd say normally, and in that example, it's the theist that shares the burden of proof. So I would actually disagree, and actually I can give you a quote from a, a philosopher that they actually cite, or he cites, uh, I forget the guy's name, um, I, don't, I don't know if I have enough time to do that, but uh, I think his name's Stephen, but he shows a negative is a colloquial for a positive claim. So even if even if you think that uh, our claims, or their claim is a negative, you still have to demonstrate that negative, because even in mathematical theorems, negatives are affirmations of a positive claim. Yeah, well, well, my positive claim is that there's insufficient evidence to warrant belief. And yeah, that's an opinion, but we'll keep on going. Yeah, yes, I know. It yes, it is. Yes, it is an opinion. All right, John, you want to add anything or are you passing? I'm good. All right. From Sunflower for $5, uh, a little controversy. Uh, would Amy and Brenda take issue with their same level of rigorous and truth-based skepticism being applied to people who believe that they are demigender or envy? Demigender or what? Envy, uh, so non-binary. Um, I mean, I have no problem with, with them. Uh, I think there is evidence for gender dysphoria and things like that. That's why I tend to fall in support on the trans issue. I, I'm not sure where I fall on, uh, on the ontological claim of it. Um, by the way, Erica, there are 300, close to 400 people watching, but only 125 likes. Absolute shame on the audience, I know. I try to roast them whenever <laughs> I get the opportunity. But still, sometimes they just don't catch up. I can't believe it. And and these are the same people who claim to support James. I can't, I I'm don't. sure. It's just, I am, I am, I'm, I'm just, I'm scandalized. Completely unreasonable, I think. All right, so next question is going to be from Alice Stockholm. Um, this is for, I guess, I guess this would be for our theists. For $5, if they aren't here to prove Christianity, why does Praise think that quoting Bible verses lends any credence to his argument? 
Um, I, I, for, oh. I would say, I'll go ahead. You want to speak? Oh, he's talking to me, but, um, I would say that I appeal to the Bible on moral issues. I think that is relevant. I think sometimes moral revelation is important to the non-believer because they have to wonder how did the Bible predict that this would be happening in our world today. So uh, it's not, I don't go to the Bible necessarily for scientific things and intellectual arguments. I go there merely for uh, moral issues and things like that. I said, all right, awesome. Okay, next up is going to be from, oh, we, we do love our pal Stupid Whore Energy for $5. Uh, she says experiments are designed to get answers, not maximize the chances of success. This includes the RNA world experience, uh, experiments, my mistake. So this is in reference to the uh, brief moment where we were discussing uh, origin of life. Well, as I stated, at some point, you have to come to the conclusion that it is not plausible for something to happen without the direction and the controls of the intelligent agent. And in my opinion, that is where we are, have already run into with things like, hmm, without external forces, they can't get more than about 20 nucleotides to bond. Hmm, that's a problem. And if that is what is being repeated over and over and over again in the lab on in the experiments that you can't even get close then at some point you have to conclude hmm we're able to do this and we're able to put more than this together if we have these additional variables and we do it in a specific format and specific temperatures and our specific control variables that can do it but without all these things in place simultaneously then it's not so at that point you have jumped from something that is plausible to occur through an undirected process to something that is impossible to occur through an undirected process, but it's totally possible with the uh, direction and the actions of the intelligent agent, which circles back around to if that's a requirement for the fundamentals of life to exist, therefore there must have been an intelligent agent prior to in order for us to exist. All right. From Germania for $10. Uh, they say, if atheism is unreasonable and the God of the Bible is real, how do you justify him commanding the deaths of uh, gay people and disobedient children in the Old Testament? Why did he command slash allow these laws? The, the, the audience is coming with some some controversial questions today. Oh! Uh, as, as usual, hang on, Parade. As usual, they want to try and turn this into an entirely different debate than what it was to do help the atheists dodge the lack of substance of their arguments if there's plenty of other debates on those exact topics go watch them for yourselves all right here but here what? i'll add this responded by saying here here all right hey hey i'm hey I, i'm just the messenger i'm just reading the oh yeah i'm sorry I, I wouldn't blame it on you God, I'm glad. I, listen, you guys know how sensitive I am. I get my feelings hurt so easily. Uh, from Spart 344 uh, for 35 ZAR, which, forgive me, I don't know what kind of currency that is. Someone will correct me in the comments and roast me in front of everyone. Um, they say for John Maddox, there are spontaneous and non-spontaneous chemical reactions, but they are all naturally occurring. Okay, apparently they didn't listen to a word that I was saying and creating the delineation between the two. 
they need to go watch some stuff on chemistry and look at the delineation of those two. There's actually a great, uh, uh, Dr. Hayes had a great, uh, there's a great interview over on standing for truth where he actually discussed this exact premise in relation to biogenesis. It was a couple days ago. Go watch it. What would be an example, John, of a I literally reaction? stated, go watch the video no. and then get back to me. Next I'm question, just please. asking a question. What would be an example of a non-natural non chemical reaction? So as, as much as I would love to let the, the dialogue continue, we do have a lot of questions. Maybe we can organize. I would love to moderate a debate be between the two of you guys. I would I'd imagine that would be an excellent, an excellent discussion. Um, but I do have to move on, sorry. Um, from David Childers for $5. <laughs> this one is a roast for uh, for John and Praise. It makes you feel <laughs> makes you feel any better for cutting up the question. Sorry, John and Praise. You know the you know the audience <laughs> yeah. you guys sometimes. Uh, they say, imagine heaven being real and being stuck there with Maddox and Praise for all of eternity. Oh! <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, here's something for your small-minded atheist worldview, which thinks that we're gonna be stuck inside of some little tiny uh, spots with harps and flying around on uh, clouds and crap. Yeah, that's not even remotely what the Christian view of, at least my view of my eternal existence is. And if that's that's your argument and your question there, just really showcases how small your brain, your mind is. Go expand it and get back to me. It's certainly a load off for those of us who don't know how to play harps. The digs. <laughs> From Woody for two pounds. Uh, they just sent a cute little emoji of a little Shiba Inu dog uh, dancing around. Uh, we appreciate that, Woody. Thank you very much. Uh, for Matthew Steele for $5, a question for praise. Please justify that anything can possibly exist independently of anything that materially exists. Yeah, I think I've voiced this probably like 20 times. I mean, s several times. The laws of logic. The laws of logic are spaceless, timeless, immaterial. They don't exist in any type of material reality. And I would even ask, I would push back to, uh, what's that guy's name again? I'm sorry. Matthew Steele. Matthew. Uh, demonstrate scientifically that, or, you know, through physics or biology, I'm, I'm, you know, probably physics, probably the best way, quantum mechanics, that anything is objectively or fundamentally material or natural. I'll be waiting. I'll be looking forward to that citation. But you're probably going to find the opposite because uh, Anton Zellinger, 2007, falsified that. He falsified realism. No. Um, so there no, is no such thing as um, materialism. You keep citing that, but that's not true. And what's your definition of material? Physical. Yeah, what's, what is that? What's that definition? Great question. Great question. I don't know how to answer because yeah. I don't believe in that. So you don't know what physical would be? It would simply anything that has causal relations, wouldn't it? Um, I never heard, I, I say that's an equivocation of the definition. I mean, I, they could look in the dictionary. I, I would probably wouldn't find that definition. So, so you think that uh, calling what things that are physical uh, have causal relations is, is equivocation? Is that what you think? No, I'm saying you're equivocating the definition of physical. You're making, you're redefining it to mean something else. So sorry, no. guys, but we do have a ton of super chats. And since that was for praise, we'll give praise the last word and continue onward. It makes you feel any better, Brenda. We do have a question for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, there's a big, huge burden of proof that they have to show that reality is material or physical, and it's been debunked. So I'll end it there. Okay, next up for Brenda, 
we have sorry i had a scroll you guys are still super chatting too generous making me scroll all the way around um all over this word document to paste all these um hold on i just saw it oh, no, oh here we go okay from matthew Steele for five dollars question for brenda what is your justification for concluding that theism is false simply because it can't be proven true um yeah is that uh, i don't have to assume so the the prop core proposition of of theism is is that God exists? God is a being. Um, we do not presuppose that any beings exist. Uh, the pre the null hypothesis for anything to exist is that it does not exist until it can be shown to exist. And since um, it's my position that no arguments and no evidence have uh, reached sufficient um, are sufficiently strong for to warrant my uh, um, belief. Therefore, I am justified in denying that they exist or a god or gods could exist until such time as um, it can be shown that, that such a being could exist. And that's why I call defeasible naturalism. If God exists, are humans intelligent enough to determine whether or not God exists? Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So you, even if there's all sorts of evidence for God to exist, is it your position that we're currently smart enough to determine it if there was evidence? Uh, given the, all I have is the current level of evidence. No, 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 no. I asked you if, if humans are smart enough, in your opinion, are humans currently smart enough, if there was evidence, are humans currently smart enough to be able to determine whether or not it is evidence for God? You're so sorry, guys. We do, we do have to keep moving because we have so many questions. We'll give Brenda, uh, no, no, no problem. We'll give Brenda a chance to answer that. And since it was her question, we'll let her um, in that and then we'll move on to the next one. The next question, I believe, is angled at you, John, anyway. So if you want, you can kind of add on to that there. So sorry. Continue. Uh, on the presupposition that there's sufficient evidence to believe in God, humans are smart enough to, to, to conclude that God exists. Okay, from Mike Billers for $5. And again, I, I feel this is angled at the theists, uh, but I'm not 100% sure. So if anyone wants to add anything, they can feel free. Uh, what is the probability that an ultimately, infinitely everything being exists? Um, I think I've answered that several times again tonight. I'm saying it's necessarily the case because without it, it would be impossible to the contrary. Checkbox. Okay, sweet. The next question is from Matthew Steele for $5 for John. Apparently um, we triggered Matthew Steele tonight. <laughs> Matthew, either that or, he, or they're just feeling particularly generous. Well, usually uh, it's Stupid Word Energy gets triggered in my debates, but tonight it's Matthew Steele. We have a couple of more questions from Stupid Word, Stupid Word Energy, um, but we're not hearing as much from her as usual. I think she likes the biology debates a bit more. Um, but Matthew Steele's question for you, John, is what established the possibility that theism is the case upon which you base your probability question? Uh, well, um, removing, based on my understanding of the science and the discoveries that have been made of the requirements for me to exist and looking at it from a logical perspective uh, of what in every other context is required, uh, then extrapolating out that logic leads me to the conclusion that it is the 
much more probable, rational, and logical conclusion that a intelligent agent was required for these things to exist when other things that are directly comparable and actually more simplistic uh, are proven beyond doubt to require it. All right. Um, from Coco Puffer for $20, to all, life is precious, your soul is eternal. I wish nothing but the best for all the debaters. I hope those who don't know uh, or who don't now may someday find peace uh, in Jesus. I noticed that the, the moderator was left out of that Coco Puffer. I am hurt. I am deeply <laughs> wounded. <laughs> I wish I, I, I do feel, though, that the intent of the uh, statement was altruistic well coco, coco puffer was just trying to fluff up the debaters and uh decided that erica gets enough focus uh, are you sad yeah. that you didn't get sufficient fluffing there john i'm i'm feeling a bit dunked on by coco puffer but i guess i'll i'll have to recover um <laughs> from stupid whore energy for five dollars uh all we have to do now are all we have to do to disprove Kuhnin, my mistake, is do an RNA world experiment that can pr prove a translation system. So I suppose that's... Uh, <laughs> that, that is the entire point of you have to both have created the information, the syntax and the semantics of the information that's going to be translated. Yeah, good luck with that. When you pull that off through an undirected process with no intelligent agent, you are 100% correct you would have proven that no intelligent agent was required. You're 100% right. Good luck. And also, before we go on, just I want to say right back for uh, the person before is that I want to agree, life is precious, and we should spend every moment on Earth trying to enjoy it and be nice to others. I think, that, I think both of those are excellent sentiments. I do agree. Um, from It Starts With Saturn for $5, uh, I believe this is angled at the theist, your smartphone has logic gates that utilize quantum tunneling. It doesn't mean your smartphone is a quantum computer. The same goes for the brain. <sighs> okay, so the point I was making about the utilization of quantum tunneling was specifically in relation to enzymes uh, for respiration and then quantum controlled quantum coherence in relation to... Uh, photosynthesis. And so the entire point that I'm making and which directly correlates with the point that there's quantum tunneling going on in your smartphone is that, do you think it is a remotely logical, plausible or probable expectation that the control of quantum tunneling that is required in your smartphone for it to operate could ever come into existence without an intelligent agent? If the answer is no, how is it a remotely rational conclusion that the same thing that's a fundamental requirement for respiration come into existence without the intelligent agent. Um, John, what is quantum coherence? Next question, please. Okay, from... Oh, sorry, Brenda. Um, I, I believe this next question is for everyone, so feel free to kind of add on to that um, as well. But again, I'm so sorry. We just have so many questions. And I know you guys, I don't want to... To pull a James, I don't want to take too much of the debater's time up. Um, from, from Brian Stevens, uh, this is a Patreon question. And I, get, I suppose directed at everyone. Is my spirit connected to me? If my mind is damaged, does this damage my ability to use my spirit? 
Yeah, <clears throat> actually, I can recommend this person to check out a person named Eric Hernandez. He uh, he extensively makes great arguments about this. It's sort of like a think of a guitar. That if the string breaks, um, you know the the tune still worked. The, the tune still worked, but it's damaged somehow. So it it does prohibit, I would say, the solar spirit. Just think of a broken, yeah, a guitar or something like that, or piano. All right. Anyone else who wants to uh, add on to that or say anything, by all means, feel free, because that was kind of a general question. Um, Erica, there are some people asking why I'm wearing a mask. And the reason is, well, the, the joke reason is I don't want to get a computer virus. Another <laughs> reason, another, but the re another reason is because I think it looks cool. And the final reason is to encourage people, wear a mask. The virus is real. Get and make sure that you socially isolate and wear your mask, wash your hands. Well, your the most important reason is that it's purple and purple is an excellent color. Um, at least to me, I, I love, I'm a big fan of purple uh, and blue for that matter. Um, anyone else wanna add on to that question or are we good to move on? I'm good. good Sweet. From Mitchell for $5, um, slamming our, our atheists here today. If any rational and reasonable or on the fence agnostic is listening to this debate, welcome to theism. Atheism is clearly irrational and unreasonable. So coming at you guys. Always nice to have a fan. <laughs> hey, they're, they're, the, you know, the audience is keeping it uh, surprisingly more even than they normally are. So, you know, good props for that. They must be in a good mood today. Um, from Patrick Weingartner for $10. Um, this one is actually for me. They ask which skull I have behind me because it's hard to see on their phone. Um, and for those of you who may be wondering, the one they're talking about is that one and it's uh, Australopithecus afarensis. So that particular one is uh, the species of well, that Lucy is named after. Um, from, from Mike Billers for $5. Uh, thanks, DD and Mr. Batman for substituting when Praise and Maddox didn't show. So I think that's a slam. <laughs> I think uh, they're. Uh, I assume that the skull above your head is fluffy. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, that's the Smilodon. That's my bemolared Smilodon. I uh, it yeah. showed up with no carnitine and all. <laughs> yeah, fluffy, fluffy. There you go. Yeah, perfect. Um, from Patrick Weingartner for $10 uh, at John Maddox, what would be an example of a non-natural chemical reaction? As I said, I'm not getting into a chemistry lesson with you. Go watch the video on Standing for Truth with Dr. Hayes, where he describes this in detail, in directly in relation to the context of which I was using it in relation to abi abiogenesis. Or we can have, I'll have a live stream about this and we can discuss it in much more detail. Next question. Okay. Just explain it. Next question. Oh, I've got okay. to be. Up, I got to be up at three fifteen. So let's keep going. Yeah, no problem. So from sport, almost done. I believe we have three more. Um, from sport three forty four uh, for thirty five. Uh, czar again. I apologize. I don't know what that is. Um, from Maddox, they say they're studying chemistry. Um, actually, specifically, they say I am studying chemistry. Pumpkin. It's my major. I am well aware of the difference. The currency is South American rand. Sorry, Spart three forty four. My mistake. I didn't. I should have read the end of the sentence first. Um, but so I think that's a, a slam at you, John. I didn't hear the question. Oh, sorry. It wasn't really a question. It was more of a slam statement. Uh, they say <laughs> I'm studying chemistry. It's my major. I'm well aware of the difference. I believe that was in reference to something you said earlier, but I don't remember what it is that you said. Yeah. Um, continue. Okay, so from Mitchell for $5, question for Brenda. If a physical entity in which you can't see is surrounding you, 
Uh, why wear the mask if you can't see it and yet believe? I think that's a, uh, a virus-related deal. Oh, because, because there is evidence that viruses do exist, right? The fact that I cannot see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Okay, from Matthew Steele for $5, uh, they asked me if I even lift. You would think it would be obvious that I very clearly do uh, lift very often because um, I'm, I'm absolutely cut in my upper body. Um, deadlift champ, very clearly. Um, and I think that is all that we've got. We do have one more question from uh, Leo Phileas. It's not a super chat. Um, would you guys be all right with indulging that? Sure. Yeah, it's fine. This question is for praise. Uh, do you know what, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm not philosophy based, um, but do you know what eingen basis is and what happens when an eingen basis is projected onto an eingen state of a system? Nope, I don't know that. I'm gonna look into that. Um, so I appreciate Leophilus mm -hmm. bringing that up. So that's something I don't know. <laughs> that That's physics, okay. not, that's physics, not right. philosophy. They're call, talking about mm -hmm. eigen state. That's even worse. Yes, it is. I, I took undergrad physics. That should tell you a lot about uh, where my specialties lie. Um, and I think that's it, everyone. Um, thank you so much for coming. We survived. We survived. It was fun. I know. Yeah, I, I yes, had a great time. I, I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, um, it's 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 just play. It's just back. It's just the regular back and forth. It's no big deal. Yeah. Hey, you gotta have a good banter. It's all lighthearted. We're all we're all pals here. Absolutely. Okay, I got corrected by Mike Billers on um, saying yeah, we're all, I'm. We're all pals, except I, I got a few people who might be first up against the wall when the revolution comes. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'll take I'll take my chances on who wins that battle. <laughs> Okay, I think that's it. If we're ready to sign off, uh, I am ready to sign off as well. Uh, this has been Modern Day Debate. Um, leave a like as you as you uh, leave the channel and keep sifting out the reasonable from the oh, unreasonable. unreasonable. Did I get that right? Was that right, Frank? Yeah. yeah. That's, that Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.